Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture from the book of Hebrews. Let's take a look at Hebrews 10, beginning at verse 26 says this, For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fire indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law, died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Today let's kind of break this apart. We're going to start at verse 26 where the apostle teaches that if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth. Now, when we are brought up, you know, and educated in scripture, we're no longer ignorant. When you learn in elementary school that five plus five equals 10, nobody needs to explain it to you again because you've already learned it. When you reach high school, you are expected to know this equation because you're no longer ignorant, you see. Sometimes we might make a mistake that was not intentional, but when something is intentional, it is done purposely and deliberately. If you commit willful sin against God, you are consciously aware that it is wrong. It is voluntary. It's been planned. It is premeditated and been thought through in advance. When somebody does these kinds of things in full knowledge of the teachings of Scripture, what they do is they mock God. To mock is defined as to treat somebody with contempt. It is to insult uh, or to disrespect those who are in a place of authority over you. When you treat God this way, you're going to reap what you sow, and he will quickly punish rebellion. You never want to go there, for our precious God is to be feared. Willful sin is so bad that one can lose eternal salvation because of it. It says in Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now I want you to think of a, an example here. Imagine that one of your brothers got into trouble at school one week. When he got home, your dad took away his driving privileges until further notice. Well, the son stormed up into his bedroom for the night and slammed the door. The next morning as his dad slept in, he purposely took the keys from off of the fridge and took the car anyway. He did it in full knowledge of what his dad had already told him. Do you think his dad's going to jump up and down with joy when he hears about the news? Do you think he's going to bake his son a cake? Do you really believe that he's going to be laughing and singing a happy tune? If he does, you never really had a dad. Like God, a normal dad would be irate at this intentional disobedience. Those who intentionally sin against God are in a state of rebellion against him, not love. Rebellion has been defined as open resistance and opposition to those who exercise control and authority over you. It is an act of complete defiance and disobedience. Instead of submitting to God's will and humble obedience, they intentionally go in the opposite direction. Instead of living for God, they choose to live their lives for themselves. Let me give you a word of wisdom. 
There is nothing else in this life but to serve and to obey God. And nothing else really matters. Every other path that you take will eventually end up in destruction. There is only one path to take, the narrow path of faithful, loving obedience towards our Lord Jesus Christ and doing the will of God. The apostle teaches that if we sin willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. What happens is you defile yourself. We are cleansed through the blood of Christ, but to defile oneself is to willfully turn back to the sins from which you were first cleansed. It's like taking a freshly cleaned shirt from the laundry and throwing it back into the mud. The apostle says in Galatians 2.18, For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. James 4.17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. When you are educated in God's word... There is a great responsibility that comes with it. Look at Luke twelve forty eight says this. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Back to our study verse, the apostle continues saying, There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. An adversary is an enemy of the cross of Christ. Instead of crucifying their sin, they choose to live in sin instead. Their intentional rebellion against God will swallow them up completely, being completely consumed by his righteous fire. Their willful sin shows that they really don't care or revere God. There's no fear of God before their eyes. And the Lord Jesus taught that our love for him is proved through our obedience. John 14, 21, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Willful sin is not an act of love, but hatred, and a complete violation of the first commandment. So again, continuing on, he says that uh, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. You know, the Old Testament has been referred to as a ministration of condemnation, and those who sinned reaped death. Deuteronomy 17.6 says, At the mouth of two witnesses, or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. Nobody kept the law perfectly, proving the fact that the only way to obtain eternal life was through God's mercy. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And those who claim that they have never sinned are calling God a liar. The law in the Old Testament is referred to as a ministration of condemnation, but in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ has abolished the Old Covenant. You know, in the New Testament, we don't put people to death, as they did in Judaism, because it is God who will pour out his own wrath in the matter. Vengeance belongs to him, and I guarantee you, he will repay those who neglect their salvation by willfully choosing to go against the will of God are not walking on the narrow path that leads to life. This is because 
they have chosen to venture out into the dead zone. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly, along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.